0: Good day is better than precious ointment, In the day of death, than the day of birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting, for this is the end of all mankind, and the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by sadness of face the heart is made glad. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better for a man to hear the rebuke of the wise man, of the wise, than to hear the song of fools. For as the crackling of thorns under a pot so is the laughter of the fools. This also is vanity. Surely oppression drives the wise into madness, and a bribe corrupts the heart. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. The patient. In the spirit is better than the proud of spirit. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry. For anger lodges in the heart of fools. Say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance, an advantage to those who see the sun. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. And the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. Consider the work of God, who can make straight what he has made crooked. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. In the day of adversity, consider. God has made the one as well as the other, so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. Father, bless your understanding, the reading of your infallible, inerrant word. The grass withers, the flower fades, and falls to the ground, but your word remains forever. Amen. (coughs) This is, uh, the genre of literature uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes is known as wisdom literature. It, It is, um, and so, one of the ways you—it's helpful to understand Ecclesiastes, besides understanding that it is Solomon writing in his uh, older years, after much of it spent in in flagrant uh, rebellion and disobedience to God, and writing explicitly about about all the ways he rebelled against God and. Sometimes in a third-person way, is to understand that this genre of literature, given in this time frame, it was kind of like the, um, uh, the what are they, what I think they call them shock the shocks on the radio. You know, those radio personalities that say outrageous things in order to get your attention, and that's a, that's that's. That something of, of that order that this genre of literature is. It's trying to get your attention by saying the most provocative things that, that uh, will sober you up to where you pay attention. And right in verse 1 is, uh, is, is several of those. The first one is a good name is better than precious ointment. Well, there's nothing particularly shocking about that. In fact, Solomon, as a younger man, was given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit to say that a good name is better than riches. To be have a name that is highly esteemed is better than silver and gold. So that's not particularly shocking. But the second part, the day of death is better than the day of birth that's that's a shocking statement it's better to go to a house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting because this is the end of all mankind and the living will lay it to heart and so forth. It's one statement after another that has this shocking characteristic to it. A good name is better than precious one uh, In the Middle East of that period, and, and still, if you, you go to the bazaars in the Middle East, uh, selling the fragrant uh, spices, the fragrant uh, uh, perfumes that are derived from those spices. And, and the cost and the expense of those are shocking, and, and yet they were uh, such a part of life. If, you, if you've shopped for perfume for your wife lately, you know what I'm talking about. They're still expensive. Well, Solomon says under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to have a good name is better than that. It's better than the most expensive cosmetic you can come up with, the most expensive ointment you can think of. Shakespeare, in his play Othello, uh, talks about this. And through the character, who says, he who steals my purse, steals trash. My purse was mine, now it's his, now it belongs to someone else. But he who filches me, my good name steals that from me which does not enrich him, which not enriches him he says, but makes me poor indeed. (laughs) <laughs> when your reputation has been destroyed, how do you get it back? That? And that's the observation of Solomon here. What kind of name do Christians have in the world today? I uh, ministered in this uh, community in Northwest Arkansas. I, I did my—I don't know how many New Yorkers classes I've done, I did my, if I, I should keep track, that's the kind of person I am, I don't count things, I should, I'm counting, but it's, I've taught that class many times, and I always begin with telling where I'm from, and then all of a sudden it dawned on me that I, I've been here longer than any other place I've lived, I'm from here, even though the people I'm talking to are from places that I came from, but I came from those places 40 years ago. I I didn't remember members class today, in which I have been here longer than the people I gave the fast to have been alive. By considerable <laughs> amount. Well, think about that name and that reputation mm-hmm. that we have. So often the name of Christ suffers because of our. Failure, our sinfulness to live up to the family name. The Apostle Paul writing to the book to the to the Romans. The Romans were a mixed congregation of Jewish background believers and Gentile believers and <laughs> Consider what what he was saying. He first speaks to the Gentiles, and then he speaks to the Jews, and he goes back and forth in that book uh, as as someone who was totally Jewish background to explain to them their sin. In chapter 2, he talks to the Jewish believers, and he says, he points at them, and he says, it's for your name's sake, because of how you act and because of how you live, that God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles. How is God's name treated? Because of our witness. I I don't know about you, but... When I go and look for, in the old days, we used to have this very old thing called the Yellow Pages. I, young people don't know what those are, but we used, to, we used to spend a lot of money on Yellow Pages. Now we spend a lot of money on our, on our uh, web page. It's the same thing, but they used to have paper when they put things in the Yellow Pages. And they used to have uh, something called the Christian Yellow Pages. I don't know if they still have one or not. But I would get that, and I would keep a copy of it so I would be careful not to support any of those businesses. <laughs> because in my sad experience, so many times when someone advertised himself as a Christian business or a Christian company, that, that uh, the experience was terrible. What kind of name, what kind of witness do we have as, as we are a follower of Christ. The name that is written the name that is written in the Lamb's book of life should be our only goal and our only hope. What is, what is that name? What kind of reputation, what kind of name do you have? A good name is better than than precious In the Old Old Testament, the priest, the the high priest, had a a breastplate and it had had, uh, 12 different kinds of precious stones. On each of those stones was the name of one of the tribes of Israel, of the people of God. The Bible talks about having our names written in the Lamb's book of life. The only way to truly have a good name is to have your faith and trust in Christ alone and nothing else. The second thing in this text to point out, it is better. It is better to go to a house of mourning. The day of death is better than the day of birth, and it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. Because this is the end of all mankind. What's the name of uh, the book? Uh, there was a guy named Stephen F. Cody. Remember this guy? <laughs> and uh, he wrote a book. Seven, seven Habits of an Effective Life. Anybody ever read that book? <laughs> some of you old people have. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Mormon. He wasn't even a Christian. He wrote this book called Seven Habits of an Effective Life. He has some, some, um, some good, good uh, advice. So, so I, I, I call them Common Grace Insights. And the first one, the first habit of unaffected life, he said, was to begin with the end in view. And he, the illustration is, imagine what you want written on your tombstone. What do what you want said about you on the day of your death? What do you want to be remembered by? And then to live in that manner, I think he stole it from Solomon right here. I think this is what Solomon is saying. The late, a, a better example is the late Dr. Francis Schaefer. and uh, and he, he had, It is. I understand that it's available free of charge. On the, on the wonderful world of the internet, uh, his incredible historic series. How should we then live? He he says in that book that every year he would uh, he would uh, take a trip out to the city dump when they had when you could do and you can still do that. You go out to city dump but they sort everything before you get there. But that day, he, you can go out to the city dump, and he said he would look at the city dump, and he would sit there and contemplate all all the stuff, that all the ruins of all the stuff that lie there that people had spent their whole lives trying to accumulate. And he would realize that it was all going to end up on the dump. And so the idea is, how should you live in light of the fact that everything in your life, including your ashes or your dust, is going to end up on the ash The point is, you should live your life in such a way that you invest it in eternal things. And I, I feel, again, like I'm kind of preaching to the choir, the Sunday night service. Because you know this, and that's why you hear and you want more of God and more of His word in your life. In contrast, the fool. It's better to hear the rebuke of a wise man than to hear the song of fools. In contrast, the song of the fools is whereas those are words of life, those are words of encouragement, those those are words that motivate us to do and be involved in the things that build us up and increase our faith. In contrast, the fool is the one who says in his heart, according to Psalm 14, verse 1, the fool says in his heart there is no God. Now that is not a rebuke of atheism. Atheism was unheard of among the people of God. Everybody Professed faith in Yahweh. But the psalmist is pointing out to the fact and that Solomon is pointing to here that there is a practical atheism that is the height of foolishness. It's not that you intellectually have an argument, a rigorous argument, there is no God, there's no such thing. But you live in such a way. You act such a way and you order your life in such a way that you confess there is no God. And he says their laughter, their party, their reveling is like the crackling of thorns under a pot. Now I thought about what does that mean? Well, if you if you've ever, I don't know, I, I don't know about uh, confession here, I grew up liking the bird thing. <coughs> some, some of you are like that. Liam piled up this big pile back there one, one, one time, and I couldn't stand it anymore, so I went and lit, lit it. I even called the fire department first. And I, I still had two fire trucks coming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he's over. You got to see the film on the, on the church video. But when you burn thorns and branches and brambles what it is of irritating noise, is it crackles and it fizzes and it's funny and the laughter of fools is like that it's irritating it's annoying this la- frivolity, this lack of seriousness this lack of earnestness for the truth is like that and it is vanity. Better to go to a house of mourning. Than to a house of feasting. Better to mourn over sin. Better to, to hate evil in the world. Than to ignore it. That's the way we normally deal with things. We, we want to escape with whatever sport is prevalent or whatever movie or entertainment or uh, some diversion. It may be in and of itself not a bad thing. But rather we are called by the Lord Jesus to mourn. Luke Bob. Whoa! Woe to you, who are full Sermon on the Plain after the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, blessed are you to mourn. It's a blessed thing to mourn. The things that grieve the Holy Spirit in us. And rather than be the fool who ignores those things. And casts them aside beware of the 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 attitude of the fool who casts away god's commandments for the sake of his own pleasure in verse 7 we see what causes uh, what brings about corruption in our own heart and our culture and our society, here it is. Surely oppression drives the wise into madness. What is, what is oppression? Oppression is, is not having freedom. Oppression comes from those who have authority, or who want authority, and who seek to control others, I am. Uh, I, I I'm. I'm just confess, I am still trying to recover from the oppression of the government during the COVID crisis. I'm gonna just be blunt, how I feel about that. I felt like we didn't, we didn't know, you know, as we were fearful. And, and, we, and what, that's what happened. That's how we get oppressed is when we don't have knowledge. Now that we have knowledge, it's easy to look back and say how, how things were wrong. But we should never respond to those who would tell us to disobey God. When he has commanded us to gather... To worship him together, we should gather to worship him together. We should be always be careful and loving of the vulnerable, those who are hurting. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that at all. There's a cause of oppression. Why did the children of Israel groan in Egypt? Because they were oppressed. They were enslaved. They were forced to, to labor in unjust circumstances. Solomon as a ruler, no doubt committed injustice and knew what it was to cause people to labor unjustly. And we know this is true in terms of his taxation that was manifest in the successors to the throne of Israel with Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Remember The reason that the kingdom is finally torn from the lineage of of Solomon and David? Because they wouldn't listen to reason. They increased the oppression and the taxation on the people of God. And finally there was a civil war and a rebellion. Things do not change. There's an overbearing oppression in so many places in the world where God's people are crushed to powder every day. There's an oppression on the march where, where, where people are so full of hatred, and leaders see this and seize upon it. And the end result is madness. That's what the writer says. Not only is there oppression from unjust rulers, there is bribes that corrupts a heart. We have in our headlines daily me- messages of bribery. We have uh, and it, it doesn't matter what whether it's business, or whether it's politics, or whether it's representatives that are receiving bribes, leaders, what is the end result of that? The Word of God tells us it corrupts the heart. <coughs> because if you think you can buy favor or, or, or get favor because someone has purchased you, it doesn't matter whether you're in the church a minister of the church, a, 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 any field—if you're subject to being bought, then you are not submissive to the Word of God. It brings corruption, and some of you know better than I. You can tell—you can tell tales of corruption. There are certain parts of this world you cannot go and do anything unless you are willing to pay abroad. I won't even ask. Because I'd have to raise my hand. Have you ever paid abroad? I did. <laughs> I wanted to get out of a country one time and I know there was one way to do it. The end of a thing is better than the beginning. The patient of spirit is better than the proud of heart. Don't be quick to become angry. For anger lodges in the heart of fools. What? We did Psalm 87 a while back. Don't burn with anger. That, that is a fool's error. That creates more problems than, 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 than any, anger. Anger, burning anger, lodges in the heart of fools. Knowing that God is sovereign, knowing that God is just, knowing that he will bring whatever issue that you feel that is is imperative to be brought to justice in the moment that you live in, and you feel powerless to do anything about it, this is the cause of anger. God stops that when we stop and, and realize that he is sovereign, that he is in control. But he has already ordained the outcome for our good and for our favor, because he loves us. Patience is, is presented here as the opposite of pride. Think about that. When I read this verse and I apply it to my life, I said, "What what a proud, arrogant person you are, Paul Sagan. Because I want something done, and I want it done now. God, through his word, tells us to trust him. Wait upon him. He will vindicate your cause in his time, in his way. Life under the hand of God is glorious. Wisdom is good with an inheritance. It is an advantage to those who see the sun. The protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. And the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. Consider the work of God. Who who can make straight what he has made crooked? If God has ordained something that you cannot change, that affects you, he has done so for your good and for his glory. I am. That's not to be fatalistic. It doesn't mean we go out and play in the interstate thinking that we won't be harmed, which is foolishness. But it's speaking of those things that inevitably happen in life that are painful and difficult. And they happen. Whatever the circumstance. The one who trusts in the Lord and his provision is not shaken from those things. Because our heart and mind is focused upon our future glory that is revealed to us (coughs) in his word. And his word is absolutely faithful. Romans 8, 20, That's the best commentary on these verses that I could possibly point you to. So let me point you to it right now. Romans 8, beginning at Romans 8, verse 20. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it. God did it, in the hope that the creation itself will be set free from the bondage to corruption For in this hope we are saved. Now hope is that is seen is not hope or who hopes what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness where we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those who he justified, he is also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's all you need to know in life, right there. If God is for you, and if you're a child of God, how can he be more for you than Jesus die for you in your place and take upon himself the hell that you deserve? <coughs> if he is for you, then who can be against you? I tell this story, many of, I know many of you have probably heard this ten times, so I won't tell it. This piano has a plaque on it <laughs> to the glory of God in, in memory of uh, Beth Farrell. Beth Farrell was the wife of one of our ruling elders, Tom Farrell, and one of the happiest, funnest people uh, you ever met. Loved missions. Her brother-in-law was Jimmy Lyons, who founded our missions program, world missions program and, and about as good a disposition as you could ever find in anyone. And then I got word one day that, that uh, she had uh, ovarian cancer, a very aggressive kind. Tom told me that she didn't have days to live. <clears throat> so I went up to the, she was in St. Mary's and Rogers, I ran up there, and she knew I was coming. Before I could say a word, she said, Romans 8, <laughs> 28. And she laughed. and she knew she was going to heaven. And that, hey, we did everything we could. Tom took her to the Mayo Clinic. She died as the electric door opened to the clinic. This is where the Apostle Paul got to early on. He writes his testimony to the Philippians. Tells his incredible resume and pedigree. And at the end of it all, he says for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. When you get to that place, none of this stuff will bother you anymore. Because... God is in control of it and he is ordering it all for his glory and for the good of his people. Solomon gets to it at the end of his book, this this painful, tortured confessional of what life is like under the sun for the king who had it all and he blew it all. But it's really good news. It seems depressing at times. And this world seems depressing. And if we look down and we focus on ourselves and we look down at the ground and look at our sin and yeah. look at all the problems and, and fail to look up to the cross, yeah, we'll be depressed. We'll be discouraged. If you're in Christ, if your faith and trust is in Him, You'll look at this stuff like Solomon did, and you will, you will be cynical, you will comment on it, you will observe it, but it won't bother For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And what is his joy? To save a people for himself, forever. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word that tells us the same thing over and over in so many different ways. Thank you for Solomon's repentance. Thank you for his observations of life. Father, that are sometimes troubling, but they're troubling because they're so true. Indeed, nothing that has happened today hasn't happened before. And it will happen again until the Lord returns. There's a new heaven and a new earth, and we long for that day. And we long to be clothed in, in, in immortality. But in the meantime, you've given us light under the sun. And you've given us joy and hope and laughter. Not the laughter of fools. The laughter of your children. You can stare death in the face and say Romans 8.28. Hallelujah ask for that faith to be in each one of us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.